1: Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. This is Zach. I'm here with Laura. We're both still stuck in our house, just like you, um, and we're trying to figure out how to make things work more smoothly. Particularly when you want to help or overhelp or don't necessarily want to be helped. As always, it's a cool conversation. Stick around.
0: What's been happening in your life? Because I haven't actually talked to you since the last time we
1: recorded our podcast. Um, did you know I've been like building things? Can I mention that?
0: I hate to say it, but I thought about you today and <coughs> your handy handy handiness building things because it uh, a lot of the school systems right now are celebrating like earth, earth week or earth month or whatever. They're celebrating the earth. And okay. So my son gets it in his head that he needs to create a garden in the backyard, which is more of an overhaul and overtaking. But I was thinking if only Zach was here to build me some above ground planter boxes, I really thought about that.
1: Literally it's the easiest thing in the world that you can build.
0: Well, it's also something I desired not to do zero desire. Yeah.
1: Well, I've been building things. It's been fun. I've been learning a lot. Um, I'm just trying to stay like, sane basically. So I'm usually either working or building Mm -hmm. or I haven't really, I haven't really even enjoyed much like TV watching. Mm -hmm. Although, although I did watch, I watched this series on Netflix called Castlevania. Interesting. (laughs) It's about Dracula though. And it's like, it's really gory and gross, but it's like 22 minutes at a time. I can just sort of go.
0: Yeah. It's a new thing for me to try not to watch TV. I have been on a, a Grey's Anatomy binge and this is probably the second time in mm, two years where I have watched the entire 14 series, 14 season, or maybe they're on 15 or 16. Anyway, I, I find that I tend to zone out and kind of buffer with with watching mindless Netflix. And, and so I've been really trying not to do that and to read instead. So I've been doing more reading than usual, mm-hmm. reading of an actual text, not saying that I'm listening. Hey, I, you know, read something or I heard something really good that I read today.
1: I read it in a book I listened to once. It, yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm listening if, in case, you know, our listeners are curious what I'm listening to. Um, I'm listening <laughs> to Glennon Doyle's new book. Unto-
1: oh, Rebecca's reading that.
0: Yeah, a lot of women are really enjoying it. I don't know. I I mean, I have to say, she's an incredible writer. Uh, If you're, I know Zach, you are a great writer, and I know that you appreciate good writers. And she just has a way with words that's so incredible. But I think I'm kind of overdone on the story. The story seems very similar. I just I just finished her other book, uh, Love Warrior, and to go from Love Warrior to Untamed, it's a lot of the same for me. Mm -hmm. But she is lovely with words and has an amazing way of expressing her insides through words. Um, And then I'm also, have you heard of the book Mindset by Carol Dweck? Uh,
1: I think you've mentioned it before.
0: Yeah, so I'm reading that, but I'm reading it with a notebook next to me, and I'm taking notes, and I'm moving slowly, so that that I'm also reading. And then there's um, a book club that I think I'm starting with a bunch of moms in the area for us to be able to stay connected and sane um, to do like a Zoom book club. And it's something about stars. It's not a fault in our stars. It's something else. Stars. Uh, I don't know if I if I find it. I'm looking on my phone right now to figure out if I can find it. But yeah.
1: So. Um, yeah, good. Good for you. I, yeah, I downloaded a bunch of books from the library. I don't tend to want to read, um, like self-helpy or personal kinds of stuff. I no, want to read so like different. murder mysteries.
0: Yeah. Well, it would be kind of fun, actually, if um, I think we've done this before where we've reached out to our listeners and said, hey, what are you reading? <laughs> like, Give us some suggestions. But I think now is a really great time. Hey, you know what I did do? And I'm what did you we haven't we haven't talked about this. I forwarded you a chain email yeah. <laughs> and you responded. Yeah, I didn't understand like, where you were coming from. But there's this really fun chain email. And if you've gotten it, you know what I'm talking about. But it basically is saying, hey um, send the person, you you don't know this person, but send the next person on the list, a a recipe, something that you would have ingredients you would normally have in your kitchen during quarantine, something easy, something that is like a go-to delicious meal for you and forward that along to the person at the top of the list. And then put your name on, on the list as number two. So then you end up getting like 20 or 30 recipes and, um, and you participated and you sent two two recipes. I didn't know you were a chef boy or you.
1: <laughs> I cook a lot actually. Um, I only sent the one recipe. My buddy Brian sent you another recipe.
0: Okay. Uh, that must've been, yeah, I got a bean recipe and I got a, a pork recipe.
1: Uh, game. I didn't send you a pork recipe.
0: Mm, well,
1: I sent your buddy, um, applesauce meatloaf.
0: Yes. Actually, I'm not even joking. I'm going to make, I'm going to make that.
1: It's so good
0: this week. Yeah. Hey,
1: um, Yeah, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm right now, if it's, if it it offers me like a a half a second of entertainment value, I'm, I'm willing to test it out. (laughs) I did one of those um, tag people on Facebook things. Uh-huh. Or like It was like a, like a list. <laughs> I don't know. And It was and it
0: like randomly tagged people. Is that right?
1: No, it was more like, um, here's a list of things. Like this person's crying in the corner. This person is yes. uh, hoarding all the toilet paper. This person <laughs> is and you type in like the first letter. So if it was hoarding all the toilet paper and I typed in H or at H and Laura had came up, then you just plug uh-huh. her in. So, and you just sort of see like what matches with who. And some of them were, were quite, quite specific and close. Um, Huh? Uh, Anyway, that doesn't matter. Hey, I wanted to tell you something. We did watch a movie that I want to plug, um, as incredible. Like it's a really, really great movie. Have you seen the, um, rocket man, the Elton John biopic movie?
0: Oh, no, I haven't. Um, it's the movie that you're talking about. It came out a while ago, right?
1: (laughs) It's about a year and a half old, I guess. Um, but, um, I absolutely loved it. I thought, I thought, um, And Rebecca did too. We um, but I wanted to talk about it in this way as a therapist, actually, because do you know what lifespan integration is?
0: Lifespan integration? Yeah. Gosh, it sounds like something I learned in grad school. Exactly.
1: It's exactly what it is. Lifespan integration is a style of therapy that invites you to sort of reflect on your 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 history, your life, your life, your lifespan, um, through specific Um, events. I do it occasionally with my therapist and like the way we did it, she had me um, literally make a spreadsheet with every single year of my life and put like three different things that I could remember from each year of that Uh time. And then she kind of guides you through this conversation where you're going back and you're revisiting. And it's sort of like you're revisiting as the adult, like adult Zach is going back and kind of caring for third grade Zach, caring for sixth grade Zach, caring for 22 year old Zach caring for, you know, like, and, and it, and it's designed to help you learn to kind of, I don't know, kind of re love yourself, I guess. Um, and it's proven to be a very powerful experience for me. Um, but if it's not your thing and you're not that into it, watching this movie replicates that experience in a very, very, um, entertaining, especially if you like Elton John movies, but also just, um, kind of sort of psychologically relevant way. And, if you're, if anybody, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. If you're in need of a of a of a hug from a movie, you should watch Rocket Man, um, the Elton John biopic. That's my um, that's my free uh, free therapy advice to all okay. the people in the world that cannot uh, come see. That me cannot for therapy.
0: hug. Okay, that can't come to see you for therapy and can't <laughs> listen get a to hug. me
1: talk about Rocket Man and.
0: Okay. Well, now I'm now you piqued an interest in me, and and also the peanut butter whatever butterfly.
1: Peanut butter falcon. Oh,
0: okay, <laughs> peanut butter falcon is a movie you talked about a while ago as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, I'll I'll watch that. I thought you were going to go deeper with that. Um, here's- well, I don't want
1: to ruin it for anybody, but basically, Elton John uh, is a genius, right? And and also an addict. Like just um, spent m- m- most of his life addicted to drugs and alcohol and shopping and sex and, um, and this movie and Elton John now who's about 72 years old Mm -hmm. is sober and happily married and no longer touring. Like he's kind of, you know, but this is really about the first, I would say, I'm going to call it 40 years of his life. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Again,
1: I don't want to ruin it, but I just want to tell you to watch it because, um,
0: Okay. It's really powerful. Well, we've all we've all heard it now wives experiment begins on may 18th i don't want you to miss out on registration so hop over to Experiment.com and claim your seat at the table of epicness laura's experiment is spelled l-a-u-r-a-s experiment.com this is a month-long experiment jam-packed with weekly live teachings three experiments a week to put into action what you have learned live q a calls accountability to keep you honest and peer support from other Epic Wives. For only $59, you can join the hundreds of women from around the globe and participate in this hands-on opportunity to learn, grow, and act in your relationship. Head over to laurasexperiment.com to register. Okay, I'm going to transition. It's a hard transition. I have nothing else to play into it, but (laughs) it is questions that come up. So I had two recently, one person that emailed whom I don't know, and one person who, um, a client and something that is coming up is this desire in the midst of Just everyday conversation, or in the midst of conflict, in the midst of really um, emotional and intimate, vulnerable times of wanting to solve your partner's problem. And the person who had emailed me had said basically, like, there's this thing called duct tape, and it's it's something that I need to get better at. It's something that I recognize that I do, which is I try to solve my partner's problem. And it comes from, by the way, if if you can hear my dog. specifically told my son i'm recording a podcast so please just stay downstairs and don't rile the dog up well that's a five-year-old in quarantine (laughs) for you yeah um so she said it's um I, i really have a genuine desire to help my partner and i truly believe that that's that's what happens that when your partner comes to you and says yeah i got this thing going on and um And uh, this is how I feel about it. This is what I think about it. And then your initial response back to them is, well, have you thought about this or have you considered this? My mother-in-law is a genius. She has all sorts of suggestions and she's always trying to help people out and give them uh, her wise wisdom of how they could fix their problems. And it, it doesn't come from a place of thinking, you know, that she's better than me or um, doesn't come from a place of malice. It really is genuinely caring about you and wanting to help you.
1: Can I ask you a question about your mother-in-law?
0: She does not like you. I <laughs> played the episode. I played the episode for her. And I said, will you, will you just listen to this for a second? Zach thinks you think he's funny. And she said, I might've mentioned it in a Facebook post two years ago at one point. And so she and I are aligned on that.
1: Oh. Okay. I
0: think I must talk about my mother-in-law a lot on the <laughs> podcast.
1: Well, I have to, I, it has, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, it, you're, I can tell you that people would have been disappointed if you started the story about your mother-in-law and I didn't say, can I ask you a question about your mother-in-law? Does yeah. she think I'm hilarious?
0: Does she think, does she think I'm funny? Um, uh, you know what, uh, do you see this in your, in your, uh, office of, of people who house,
1: try- house, I see it in my house,
0: <laughs> in your home office in the third house.
1: Um, no, it's my. I mean, that's Rebecca's posture. She really, really wants to help. I mean, and that's why. I mean, in part, this thing is um, m- maybe hardest for those people. This quarantine thing is maybe hardest for those people who are wired to help and be uh, of help. You know, because the one thing that brings them joy and life and love, they literally can't do. Um, I mean, Rebecca. I mean, we can do it. She's on. She's on the PTA. They had a virtual PTA meeting the other night. Um, yeah, but. But yeah, I mean, we want to, we want to direct and correct sometimes. And I think this is what we were talking about last time, kind of. um...
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line
1: i don't know i don't know if you finished your story but the the genuinely wanting to be of help is very parental Um, Uh, Ah, yeah you know and i think that's sometimes where you can get into trouble with your partner
0: yeah So what do, what do you do? Because I know that there's people listening right now and they're saying, Oh, totally. That's what, what they're probably thinking is that's totally my partner because it's so much easier for us to point our finger at our partner and say, yeah, they're constantly giving me suggestions. They're constantly telling me how to solve the problem. They're constantly, you know, making me feel uh, stupid because I didn't think of the solution myself, whatever it might be. Um, so if you have a partner or maybe you recognize, yeah, I like to solve the problem. It's hard for me to just provide empathy. It's hard for me to just sit and listen and put the duct tape over my mouth and listen without offering suggestions. What is a really great way to go about doing that? How do you change that behavior? Cause it's, I don't think it is. As the,
1: people. as the suggester or as the suggestee. Well,
0: I mean, if you notice, I think we need to give suggestions for both of one, if yeah. you're the one who's constantly offering advice uh, to, partner how do you stop doing that or what's a what's a healthy boundary to establish
1: I mean uh, there's there's semantic things like I mean it could be as simple as hey do you want do you want me to tell you what I think I mean it is an easy way to because sometimes the answer might be no yeah you know like no I don't need that the other one is I think sometimes particularly now I think we need to just kind of Let some stuff slide. Like when Rebecca fixes or suggests something for me or points me in a direction or something, sometimes I'm like, okay, cool. And sometimes I'm like, those are words that you just said and they exist and they live in the air and I don't need to care about them at all. You know, like that, because if we literally, because of this idea of being stuck with people for 168 hours, if we really took every single word on its own merits. Yeah we would drive ourselves crazy. You know, sometimes people just need to have things in their head that they just need to get out of their head. Um, and that doesn't mean anybody else has to be responsible for it. Hmm. What I have noticed, and this is something that Abby and I are working on is, um, we're learning a lot about our defensiveness. So, um, Abby, well, hold on. What's the best way to put this? So I'm thinking about the person who's given a suggestion, right? Like, I know that I tend to get suggest- get defensive when I agree with the suggestion and I'm resistant to it. Like if Rebecca said something to me like, Hey, I really think you ought to wake up by 9 a.m. And I would be like, Well, I can sleep as long as I want because I work late and I'm up at 3 a.m. and I and I I would get defensive about that in part because I think she's kind of right. Like I probably should get up by 9 a.m. and yeah. like become a, a product pro- proactive member of the community. And I should not go to bed at 3 a.m. Like Why do you
0: get defensive though? If it's something that you know and you agree with, why would you get defensive about that?
1: Because because I feel like I'm being parented. Here's the here's the juxtaposition, right? If she said something like, "I can't believe that you haven't um, cleaned my car out," and I would be like, "Um, "That's not part of the deal." Why would I clean your car out? I don't get defensive about that. I don't get defensive about the sort of thing that doesn't cause me my own personal self, some kind of shame or some kind of um, uh-huh. guilt. Right. Um, so, okay. I
0: think- hold on. Let me go back just for a second, because it, with the first suggestion, if, if, if she's parenting you, that's one thing, but I also think that there's meaning that you are making out of Rebecca telling you something that you already know and you agree with. And so there's something that you're telling yourself, like you said, shame, you went yeah. there. On, like, such a big Brene Brown kick right now. I'm like, I hear shame and I'm like, yes, let's talk about shame. <laughs> but um, what is the story that you tell yourself that your wife is giving you suggestions about how you should manage your time? And Ooh, that's that a sh-
1: good question. Um, I think so. So, I didn't think that was going to be the second half of your question. So, the story I'm telling myself about myself is um, I probably do need to get, be better about my sleep pattern. Um, particularly in a time where no one is governing my schedule. Like there's nothing governing my schedule and that, and I feel poorly about that. That's the story I'm telling myself about myself. The story I'm telling myself about her is she's better than me. She knows what's good for me. And I don't, she's a parent. She's um, she's trying to demonstrate her, um, her, her wisdom or authority or uh, integrity over top of me. That's the story I start telling myself about her. Right. And then I get defensive. Right. And yeah. both of those stories are one, only one of those stories is true, right? The story that maybe I should actually do this thing that the person who loves me is encouraging me to do. Um, but again, I think I started this whole thing with, if we, if we literally took every single word that was spoken inside of our quarantine houses on its own merits, we would go crazy. I mean, we would just, <laughs> so sometimes I just, sometimes you just got to ignore stuff.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, we call that grace, just having grace for your partner, having grace for yourself and and allowing sort of the water to roll off of your back. Um, So... But, but I will say that that only happens when you're in a good, healthy space with your friendship. If the two of you feel like, okay, we're on the same team, Mm -hmm. we're working together. Mm -hmm. I like my partner. And I like what you say. I know you, I like you and I've got your back. If you have that overall sense of, I know you, I like you, I've got my, your back and your partner has the same for you, then your friendship is strong. If your friendship's strong and your partner says something that you hear and you're like, "Mm, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, just let those words kind of float off into space. I'm not going to grab hold of them. I'm not going to make meaning of them and I'm not going to respond to them because it's not helpful. Yeah. Then, then, okay. I get that. And I think, I do think that that's really important to be able to do. However, you can't do that unless your friendship is strong. Just saying.
1: I I can see that point. That's, that's good. Yeah. And there, of course, um, one of the things that we were noting before we got on the call, by the way, is, um, the couples that I'm talking to right now, they're generally doing pretty well. And I think that the reason is, I think the reason is, and I want to encourage you as listeners of the podcast, is that the couples that I'm talking to, I'm a resource for them. And what they're doing in this time of, tra- of difficulty is resourcing their relationship. They happen to be doing it with therapy with me or maybe therapy with Laura. Um, you might be doing it with the podcast. Um, I, or Laura, maybe does it with the book. You know, she's resourcing this period of time to kind of stay, and maybe I'm resourcing it with building something. I think if you're in a time of stress and tension, which we all are, and you're inclined to focus on the the things that are hard or negative or the things that you want to fix, I would I would want to reflect to you that um, it's critical that you resource this. And when I say resource that I mean put, look for ways to become more healthy, um, look for ways to become more relationally attuned, or to build uh-huh. your friendship, um, because. It's those couples that, I think the couples that I'm not talking to, which is not every single couple I'm not talking to, of course, but, um, (laughs) you know, couples that aren't doing that, they are having a harder time. They're just, frankly, they're just having a harder time.
0: Yeah, I I mean, it is kind of an interesting time right now where um, your attention is coming back to the home all of the things outside of the home are no longer there for you. You can't just sort of slip away and go on a, you know, a girl's night or you can't uh, hop off at the bar and, and numb away your pain. You can't, I mean, there's a lot of things that would distract you busy kid schedules where you're going back and forth. Uh, Are you okay? You look like you're in pain for a second.
1: I was, I was standing, I was sort of sitting on my foot. Like I was, I had one foot
0: on top of the other foot. Uh-huh. And I
1: was like put it, and then I picked it up and it was like,
0: oh. <laughs> for, I'm 46, not even joking for a second. I <laughs> and I thought he's having a heart attack in front of me. I can see you having a heart attack. I'm not joking. That went through my mind, no. Zach.
1: I was just trying to, I was just trying to bend my foot. <sighs> okay.
0: Old man problems. I I lost. Oh no, I I didn't lose my train of thought, but right now I think a really great time we're shining a big, great, great, big, bright light on our relationship, on our home, on our house, all the places where we can't be distracted. And I think a great place to start, like you said, is resourcing and shining a great big light on ourselves and understanding maybe there's that one thing that you know in your relationship has not been serving your relationship. Maybe it's a habit of solving your partner's problems that when they're coming to you and they're talking and they want your empathy, they want your understanding, they want you to see them so that they can be vulnerable. And your, your gut reaction is to solve their problem, even if it's based in a place of, no, I genuinely want to help you. I love you. I care about you. But it's not serving the relationship because you know that drives your partner
1: bonkers. You know, it's, what's interesting is, um,
0: I'm not done with my thought. Sorry. Now might be a good time to just think about, stop it. Zach, does this mean that you, there's no audio for you?
1: No, no. I'm just spinning this in my hand.
0: Oh, oh my gosh. You scared me for a second. I thought that, I thought (laughs) that for some reason your headphones weren't plugged in and that we (laughs) had zero audio. Fine. I I didn't finish my thought. The listeners were about ready to get a golden nugget of truth. And now there's, nope. Mm -mm.
1: You, nope. Well, what I was going to say is to your, um, to the the person who wrote that email in about duct tape, right? Duct yeah. tape is a very very helpful tool. Um, it can do a lot of things, but yeah. it's not very subtle. Like you, it doesn't help. Like it literally makes this noise when you pull it off, and it's right, right. And, and it's and you have to like basically manufacture a solution for whatever the problem is, whether it's plumbing or drywall or.
0: Yeah. you know
1: keep, keeping your muffler on top of your on, on the bottom of your car or whatever this and i think is
0: brought to you by duct tape
1: <laughs> yeah so what i would say is your the, the desire to be of help if, if that's what we're calling duct tape that's a really sure. g- great tool it's a really sure. really great tool but it requires some subtlety um and that's where i think again being able to go hey um my brain is doing this thing where i want to tell you what i think yeah are you open to hearing that that's kind of yeah. su- that's explicit but subtle
0: Totally. We have a, um, sort of like a phrase that as, as certified Gottman therapists that we kind of lean on, which is, uh, understanding preceding advice that you should fully understand your partner's point of view. You should fully hear them out before offering advice. And then also advice should be invited. Um, and I, I think that that's a good place to start. If you recognize that this is a habit that you get into, um, I think it would be good next time you're having a conversation with your partner to say, Hey, I'm just really curious. Um, do you think maybe that, uh, You can ask for advice when you when you want it from me. Otherwise, I'm gonna practice this thing called duct tape. And I'm just gonna, (laughs) I'm gonna listen and I'm gonna try not to solve the problem. But I'm really hoping that at some point you ask me to offer some advice because I really want to help you. I care about you. I love you. And it's also good to to explain where it's coming from because I do think most people, it's coming from a place of genuine love and concern for their partner.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I like that, especially if you're gonna try something new. Um, if you are going to try a new strategy, let your partner know so they can look for something different Totally, um, instead of like, just sort of assuming that it's going to be the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause that's what we're doing. I'm trying something new building and yep. let's just see how that goes.
0: I I talk to people about that, about like the whole idea of subtlety is like clue your partner in. There's there's a whole lot of opportunities in subtlety. I think about it like sexual initiation. When you're initiating sex with your partner and your partner's completely missing the fact that you are trying to initiate sex, it might be because you're super subtle. And Mm -hmm. so I like the idea of making that the well, making it explicit, talking about like, hey, I just want you to know that um, when I start rubbing you down and I'm touching your butt, and then I'm touching your legs, and then your inner thighs, and you're thinking, oh, this is just a nice back massage. I just want you to know this is me saying, hey, I could go for some sex right now. <laughs> so yeah. you're like, I'm, I'm going to try this thing. Or even repair statements. I talk about this with couples who are attempting repair in, in the midst of um, conflict that's escalating. And repairs are only as helpful as it is that your partner understands that you're trying to repair. So it could be fine to say, I'm going to be trying this new thing. Um, I'm going to try and repair when, when I find myself escalating and I'm really hoping that you catch on to what I'm doing. So this is what it's going to look like.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. This was all over. I want to just go ahead and apologize that there was nothing linear about this conversation. I I don't, I
1: think we need to stop doing that. Like, I think I think, that we don't need to (laughs) we laura and i every time we start we try to say let's not talk about coronavirus but really we're all just making it up and we got to do it as easily as simply as we can
0: yeah can you see what i'm doing right now
1: yes so what am i doing i think you're signaling the babysitter i
0: am waving at my son who is trying to break down the door i have Uh, a um i want to (laughs) he's going i need to ask you something mom mom (laughs) <laughs> All right. Why don't we go ahead and land this plane and then to parent a little bit? All right. All right.
1: Um, catch you later. Hold
0: okay. Hold in What? <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Just as a reminder, the Epic Wives Experiment is coming up. It begins on May 18th. There is no better time than now to just register, get it out of the way, and then you will receive all of the notifications when it is time to start. So you can register by going to laurasexperiment.com. And thanks so much for all of your time and your attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday.